The Infinite Tabs podcast is brought to you by The Joy Revival, a community created to inspire you to choose joy. Each week, we'll bring you two episodes, one dedicated to how we believe that Jesus is the source of our hope and our joy. Another episode is dedicated to all the things, the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires. But in the midst of it all, we can still choose joy. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Tabs podcast. I'm Stacey Filipkowski. And I am Megan Sanchez. So today's show is a bit unique in that we are not only going to be spotlighting an incredible ministry that offers hope and restoration, but we have a surprise guest speaker joining us as well. And her story is also one of hope and restoration. Before we introduce her, we want to share with you about all things possible ministries. Yes. So this extraordinary ministry actually exists to identify, interrupt, and restore those affected by trauma. So I first heard of this ministry because I started following Victor Marx a few years ago, and he's the founder of All Things Possible. And if you don't know who he is, you can follow him on Instagram. It's just his name, and his last name is spelled M-A-R-X. So I want to briefly share his story, but I also want to emotionally prepare you for what I am about to share because what this man has endured in his lifetime is nothing that I would wish on anyone. So at the age of five, Victor was molested and left in a commercial cooler to die. His horrific childhood was marked with physical and sexual abuse, multiple stepfathers, 14 schools, and 17 different houses. No, I'd be crying. This is not good. This is no. very bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the discipline of military life and faith in God helps him recover from his traumatic childhood and empowers him to help others today. So he's actually a high-risk humanitarian with successful missions to Iraq, Syria, North Africa, and Southeast Asia, helping orphans and widows. Today, Victor focuses his attention to the plights of those affected by ISIS, troubled juvenile offenders, and supporting military personnel from all branches, including the special operations community. Wow. His story really is incredible and will really speak to many. I feel like Victor really challenges his audiences to maintain and build spiritual health. He believes in the importance of the faith community in the military, and he actually mixes humor with raw reality stories of survival and redemption to encourage a resilient lifestyle, which is similar to our style of delivery. It's humor with truth. Mm -hmm. um, and he's also a husband, a father of five, and a proud grandfather. Mm -hmm. So all things possible, global efforts have helped thousands of women, children, and members of our military find hope, healing, and the power of a relationship with Jesus Christ. They firmly believe that Jesus is the healer of trauma, and we believe that as well. Yeah, this highly impactful ministry demonstrates the love of Jesus by showing compassion meeting needs and providing resources for those that are broken and suffering. 
and all of their efforts are turning on the light of Jesus in some of the darkest places on earth. And that's very important for us as we're looking to give to other ministries um, is that at the forefront of it all is Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who doesn't want to support a ministry like that. Well, I know that I do, <laughs> which yeah, is ultimately why when I actually suggested this ministry as the ministry that the Door Revival wanted to donate a portion of our virtual conference ticket sales to, Stacy actually saw quickly why I admired their efforts and their heart for Jesus and said, okay, yep, I think this is the one. <laughs> I think you mentioned you were talking about actually just their name their name in and of itself you were like all things possible oh i gotta know more about this ministry yeah that and it's fun. i'm gonna tell you a quick little story when we were living in san francisco there was this um little um ice cream place down the street on the hate and ashbury if you know where that is it's mm -hmm. like hippieville right so we went in and they have all these ice creams and i was like can I taste a couple? And the guy behind the counter, and this is stuck with us forever, dreadlocks, just like totally chill dude. He's like, anything's possible, man. I mean, and we have just said that for so long. So when I saw, I mean, it's not the same, but it is all things possible. I'm like, oh, ice cream dude on hate Nashbury. <laughs> that is, that's oh my gosh. True story. Yeah, dude, anything's possible. I think that's going on the joy bus. Well, it is uh -huh. because we'll probably have all things possible on there. So maybe we'll have like a guy with dreadlocks serving ice cream. That would be fantastic. That bus, I tell you what, we haven't even really talked about the bus. That's for another that'll time. That'll be for another time. <laughs> um, so we really are so very happy to be financially supporting all things possible. So that's just another reason why you should buy a ticket to the conference, right? I mean, think of it like this. You will be supporting two great missions, the Joy Revival mission to help build community and bring people hope and joy through Jesus, as well as this amazing endeavor of all things possible. Right. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So supporting an organization that is truly stepping out into the world to be the hands and feet of Jesus, offering hope and restoration to so many is a privilege. I'm so glad that we have decided to support this ministry. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought it to light because we were mm -hmm. searching and although there's a, there's a ton of amazing, you know, missions out there, it's just this one spoke because it kind of hit all the buttons, right? Like mm -hmm. all the trauma buttons, all the things that are really important to me. Um, and so it was just like the perfect fit. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so on that note, we would actually like to introduce you to someone who also has experienced restoration and found hope in Jesus in her life. Nicoletta is here today and we are so happy to have her. Hello, I'm happy to be with you here. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> so thank you for being here. We are so excited to have you. Um, I actually want to share a little bit about how you and I met. So first and foremost, Nicoletta is actually one of our Joy Revival community members, and she partnered with us really early on uh, as we had launched this back in February. Um, so she and I actually met in the late fall of 2021, just before Christmas time. So, and I was trying to 
piece this all together. And I was remembering having a conversation with you uh, through Instagram voice memos as I was wrapping Christmas presents, um, getting ready. I had like some probably Hallmark Christmas movie on and I like paused it because you and I started to interact because of the time difference. It just so happened that it was working out nicely. I was up late and you were waking up early. And so we were getting to know one another. So you had shared that you attended school in Reading, which happens to be only an hour from where I live. So now you're back in Germany and we just are so happy to have you here and can't wait uh, for you to share a little bit more about your story. So I have a question. Is Germany where you are originally from? Um, no, I live right now in Germany, but I was born in Romania and I grew up in Romania in, so I was born in 88. So you can count how old I am. And <laughs> I moved when I was seven and a half to Germany. And so I'm speaking three languages. Romanian, German, and I learned English when I moved to America. So I speak two languages, my Russian <laughs> accent and English. <laughs> That's very good. That's me too. It's terrible. I only um, speak one. Very boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um, so you said that you were in Romania for seven and a half years, what was it that brought you from Romania to Germany? So, yeah, I moved from Romania to Germany and uh, I lived in Romania for about seven and a half years in an orphanage. So I, I, lived, I lived there first with my brother, but then he got adopted at this parents, they say they just want a boy and not a girl. And so I, I was there for more years. Mm. And then a couple from Germany, they came to the orphanage. They also wanted to adopt the boy. Um, they wanted to pick up the boy and their mother said in the last minute, no, I, want, uh, I don't want that you uh, adopt my child. So they said, okay, what will we do now? And then it, I asked my mom what happened. And then she said, it was like, God put his finger on you and said, I want this girl. I need this girl. And I thought, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so this is how it came that she picked me up and not another person. So, yeah. How was your time in the orphanage? Like, how were you treated there? So it's not terrible. I don't know if you know some, uh, how do you say, uh, documenta movies um, mm -hmm. and so if you know this from east europe how they treat children and so it if it's in front of the camera you can say the behind the camera it's more worse mm. but you don't see it because with the camera they are more nice and they clean the house when the camera come in and all the things but behind all these things it's very terrible so for example, they um, closed us in dark rooms mm. as a, how to say, as a pun punishment, or they mm -hmm. beated us with long sticks and yeah, just to be quiet. And um, that's another thing why all these things with uh, pain, um, 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 how to say, uh, 
um, triggering me. They put mm -hmm. us to sleep with injections. Okay. Injections. Yeah. If you're not watching this, she pointed to her arm. She's talking about the hokey pokey. So mm -hmm. just yeah. in case they're listening, so, so they know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, they just wanted a good night and nothing with interruption. Interrupting. So mm -hmm. they they put us to sleep, and so um. But it was like poison. It's not allowed today to put this kind of things in children or anything. So it was um, terrible for us because our legs, it's not only mine, our legs from other children too, they didn't grow right. Mm. So I had a few operations and yeah. Wow. But thank God uh, today I can just walk. I cannot really run, but I can walk. So it's okay. So I can't run either. So I have a long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even with Norman Lake. It's overrated. <laughs> well, I don't run, even though I can't. So. <laughs> so I have a long scar. You say scarf? No. Scar. Scar. Not scar. S-C-A-R. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. From my hips to the knee. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah. And then I started to forgive these people because I said, okay, I think I, ha I have to forgive because I found out over my, over the last years, uh, forgiveness is a key for freedom. So mm -hmm. even if these people, they don't care because they treated uh, kids like more worse than animals, but I have to forgive for me to be free. And mm -hmm. yeah, I started to forgive and the pain um was less and mm. so forgiveness is not only i think the most of the uh, abuser or bad people they don't care they do bad stuff to other people and they don't care but uh, if you really want freedom um then forgive yeah. it's hard but it's really it opens something inside your, your yeah. chest Jesus. yeah I heard something the other day about forgiveness and you just kind of touched on it where they said, you know, the person that the offender normally doesn't care. So they're walking around, they've already, they, it's not even on their mind. They, they don't think about it. They don't care about it. And yet you <clears throat> who are on the other side of that offense are walking around carrying this thing that they're not even giving a second thought to. So that, that forgiveness is like you said, it's really freedom for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. because the offender could care less whether they hurt you or not. So it's up to you to change that, that mindset and move forward and get that freedom that, you know, only Jesus can give. They said that even the normal psychiatrists, they use it, it they use it, this, uh, forgiveness uh, process in their normal, um, session. So even if they are not Christian, but they are using this forgiveness part. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, and when you talk, when you said, Megan, we want to talk about uh, the ministry from uh, Victory, uh, Victory, mm -hmm. it's Victory, yeah, Victor <laughs> Marx. So uh, I thought that's so interesting because on my way home today, I thought, what can I share? What's, what's the story? What, what's, coming up what can I share and just without thinking nothing it just came this one story and uh, I, wa I want to share uh, this part because it's similar to uh, 
Victor. So um, I was in Brazil on missions trip 2019. Um, and so our part was to minister on the streets and uh, in, yeah. And then suddenly I heard a noise. So I'm very sensitive with noises. I don't know if you know a special trauma. People who experience trauma, they are very sensitive with noises because for me, I had always to be careful who is coming in the room and who wants to do something with me. So, yeah. So I'm so sensitive. I thought, what's the noise? And I thought, wow, this is a child crying. But this cry was not like, I want something sweet or uh, or I'm tired. So there are different, I think, when you're a mom, you know, the different kind of crying uh, children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I thought, wow, this crying sounds like, oh, wow, I know what will happen when I'm coming home. Somebody will beat me. So I thought, mm -hmm. wow, I just turned around and I saw like a boy, maybe five, six, seven years old. And his dad, so his dad was so angry and he was grabbing his child by his arm. And I thought, oh my gosh. So the other people from my group, they started with ministering and I, I watched on the other side from the street what, what happened. And then they, they went to the house. I was standing next to their house. I thought, wow, that's interesting that they are going right to the house. And then I heard the thing. So his dad started to beat him, bam, bam, bam. You just, you just hear this, this noise. And and he was he was crying like daddy daddy and I thought wow so I started to cry and I thought wow so I was so hurt and I I couldn't even minister some somebody came to me and say hey Nicoletta we want to minister and I said no I can't I tried to explain but they say oh well maybe we can pray and I thought no I cannot pray now <laughs> so so I I heard still this boy crying and then I I looked to the mountain and. And that's the interesting part. And I thought, wow, in this short time in my Bible school, I experienced so much healing and freedom that I, I started to sing. Um, I, I lift my eyes up to the mountains where mm. the help comes from. Mm. And I just cried and I, I started to sing this song and hearing this ba this child crying. And I, I, yeah. And then a few minutes later, um, his father came out and I said to him, I looked him right in the eyes and I said to him, please don't do this again. Hmm. And he left the house and he left the child in the house and the child was crying like, hey, daddy, come back, come back. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, well, I wish in my life when I was in this age, I wish somebody helped me. But it wasn't, mm -hmm. and um, but I I also thought, wow, in this short of time, how my thinking changed to. I didn't thought, wow, this man is so um, bad, so crazy. He 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 doesn't. Why he has children? I didn't thought this way. I thought, wow, I think he had a bad life too. Mm. I yeah. think the saying goes that hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 So I thought the same. Wow. I, I didn't experience help. I had to be always strong and don't cry. And if you cry, you, we will beat you more and all those mm -hmm. things. But I started to understand why people do bad stuff. It's not an excuse, but mm -hmm. if you don't 
um, if you don't work on you and if you don't uh, forgive and you say, okay, I, I really need help because I want to go over this, but I need somebody who prays with me, who, who does the deliver stuff, then yeah, you will hurt other people too. You mentioned at the beginning that your adoptive family felt like they had, your, your mom had felt like God had told her that you were the one. So I'm just curious, how was your adoptive family? Did you feel loved by them? Um, what was your experience with that? Um, sadly, no. Mm. So in the beginning, I really missed my uh, other friends from the orphanage because we were like family. Mm -hmm. We were very close together. We were like brothers and sisters. And we always thought about how we can run away from the orphanage together, how we can survive in the... In the... So if you are five, four, seven-year-old, you, you're thinking how you can live outside in the nature without parents. So that's crazy. So I, I really miss them for a long time. So I had, for months, I had sunglasses so that people cannot see me that I'm crying mm. so and for years I didn't understand I didn't understood this but I today I understand this too that my mother had a bad relationship with her mom and my dad had a very bad relationship with his dad and yeah I think if you it's the same again if you don't work on you you if, if you don't can love yourself and if you don't can love your wife or your husband, how you can give love to your children, especially adopted children, they're not even from you. So no, I didn't experience real love. So mm. it was wow. hard. Yeah. It was I'm... also again with eating and all this stuff. Yeah. Until I moved out, I moved out I was 16, just before I get uh, 17. So you mentioned um, siblings. You had a brother in the orphanage with you, so a biological brother. And then um, you shared with me that you have an adopted brother as well, correct? Mm -hmm. Do you have any other siblings? Yeah, I have two older brothers well the oldest he died they said he killed himself but but always i had the feeling something was wrong so it was 2016 so last year my sister told me he was killed and i thought i knew it because mm -hmm. i felt it something was wrong he didn't kill himself and i asked my other brother so there are three. I asked my other brother, hey, did somebody help our brother to kill himself? And he just made like, mm -hmm. but he didn't talk anything more. So yeah, there's another, another thing. Wow, why people do these things? So, and it's also hard to see, wow. Um, if you see that your brothers are, are making the grave for your older brother to put in him in the grave. So in the in the Romania on the in the village, you don't have somebody professional who do your stuff for the funeral. You do this by your own. 
So they they make the the the, the you say the grave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where you put the somebody in the body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was horrible to watch to see this. And then this was a point I said 2016, I said, God, I saw enough. So my biological mom died 2013. It was the worst funeral ever. My brother 2016, my dad years ago too, and best friend. And I found some dead people and all the stuff. I thought, no, I'm done now. <laughs> I'm so done. Hmm. And but the interesting part is that. Uh, somebody from South Africa came to Germany. I make it very short because it's a long story. And she was so powerful. She, I, I watched her on YouTube preaching and I thought, wow, if this woman comes to Germany, I have to see her. And, and this was four weeks after my brother died. She came and I thought, wow, this is so powerful. She said things and I watched people and I said, how, 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 how can she know this? How, how? And then I went to the front because I thought I have to go to the front. I don't know why, but I have to go. And then she, she said some things. I thought, she said, did somebody die just now? And I said, yes, my brother four, four weeks ago. And then you had an accident. And I said, yes, in the same week. And, and then she said other things. And I said, wow, that's so powerful. And then I said, okay, God, I... I think you are really real. <laughs> mm. I I will walk with you. Now mm. I'm I'm making 100% because I never s- experienced this feeling. Um, he was yeah. speaking to you through the woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> that was in. Remind me what year? When you met her. Okay. And so then you came to. California. You lived um what you lived through the beginning of the uh COVID. I can't even say the words that I want to say because I feel like I have to say something really quick and I think it's kind of cool. But we were all in California at the same time. No way. Because that's when we lived. I lived there from 2016 until 2019. No. Mm-hmm. We were in the same state the same time not very far (laughs) from each other so weird yeah um so you said that you had been living well you told me this that you were living with a family um while you were attending this school and um they reacted in a way to covid that maybe the three of us reacted differently um how were you treated like during that time Oh, yeah, I remember. So uh, when COVID hit, I just lived with a family and um, they said to me, okay, uh, Nicoletta, don't go out. We will buy for you food. Or the woman said, my husband will buy for you food, but we, we don't want that you meet other people and all those things. And um, yeah, then I just was in my room because I couldn't handle the situation uh, that I saw this boy just being in 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 the house this boy their child yeah seven years eight years Mm -hmm. old so I thought no he was yelling he was crying he was doing all this stuff because his mother was afraid uh to go out yeah Mm -hmm. it was just crazy and maybe I think after four days five days I said 
I have to go out now. I don't care. <laughs> and then they, she said also, yeah, Nicoletta, go out. It's better. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I just didn't talk. But in this, in this four days, I was again triggered by the time in Romania. And I thought, no, it's, it's, that doesn't feel good. What's, what's happening here? I don't know. But uh, something, it's not, it's, it doesn't feel right. Even if there's something with illness, sickness, it, it doesn't feel right. It feels more like punishment and fear and all the things. And it was like God said to me, hey, when you were in orphanage, people lost their control. And this mm. happens right now too. Wow. So I thought, wow. And then I was in the kitchen, I was cleaning the dishes and God said, don't be afraid. I'm mm. with you. So no matter what it is, don't be afraid. Because I was thinking, can I ever go back to Germany? Will I ever see my family again? What's going on here? I just feel the fear. I wasn't afraid to get sick or something. I just feel the fear of the people and saw the fear in their eyes. And I thought, Phew. yeah, that's mm. that's crazy. That's That felt so dem- demonic. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you say that because it's just, it, it's a reminder that the last, couple years I mean that's you being triggered by your past clearly you're not alone and so other people were triggered by this and they're living in a state of fear and you know my husband and I would always say Matt would always say like when you see people walking around even today now still with with masks on it's like you can you can see their fear it's literally that is their fear they're wearing their fear over their face Um, it's, it, and we just never know what people are dealing with. So Mm -hmm. it is kind of a reminder to like, have a little bit of empathy for some of these people that still, still are living in that state of fear. Yeah. Well, and we know that our fear doesn't come from God and like, I, what did I say the other day? I'm sorry. I'm having this like aneurysm in my head right now. please don't. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, but the Bible talks about how every good and perfect gift comes from above from the father of lights. So good comes from God. And so fear is not from the Lord. So the Bible talks about how God is our hope. He is our joy. He is our peace. Nowhere in there. Does it say he is our fear? Mm. Like, In fact, the Bible commands us an insane amount of times, do not fear, do not be afraid. Once for every day. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Once for every day of the year. That's how many times. Yeah. It's in 365. Yeah. So, um, Nicoletta, you, I know like you've been through and I mean, your story, the stuff that you have gone through, but to see like how you continue to like go to the Lord in all of it. Like, what do you, what is something that you feel like you could in a piece of encouragement to our listeners, what would you tell them, um, based on what you've experienced in your life to help encourage them maybe with something that they're going through right now? Yeah. So I don't know if this is the answer for your question, but for me, I say, God, okay. My, my, um, story was bad my story was terrible but use my my past for the future because mm. i want to uh, help people to don't give up because this is what the devil wants he wants to 
he wants that you give up. And Stacy, you talked a few days ago about the names and um, my name means victory over the people. And my second name is warrior. So um, wow. uh, even if you're not, not a believer, <laughs> try to look what your names means because it, it's not an accident that you have your name. And um, the other thing is, um, I know it sounds hard, but try to forgive. If you watch the movie, The Shack, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a beautiful story, no matter how, what people say, if this story is true or not, but you can learn a lot about forgiveness mm -hmm. because yeah, like I said, forgiveness is the key for freedom. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, the world is full of bad things that happen to people every day. And, you know, Jesus reminds us that there's hope in him. I mean, look at all the bad things that happened to Jesus, you know, yeah. and he's the ultimate forgiver. Not only did he forgive, I mean, he forgives us all, you know, he took, he took the pain and he took, he took the payment for all of us. Yeah. Um, now I had never heard your story. I knew little bits and pieces. I wasn't, I'm not sure I was quite prepared for that. So, um, because the, what I know of Nicoletta, um, is just this joyful, happy, like that's all I've ever known of you. Um, you know, and so, wow, like I'm just, and Megan had said, wow, like her story is just incredible. And, but until you really hear it, um, I'm praying that this, podcast reaches the people it needs to reach because if you can find hope and you can find joy and you can be the light that you are and you have been through this I mean what a testimony mm -hmm. I, I, God. can I can I share another quick story about mm -hmm. forgiveness so because of my adoption I I experienced this well many adopt kids experience they that not all the family members um accept the children so my grandma here in Germany she never accepted me so even before I, I went to Reading she said you're not from our family and when I came back from Reading she said the same thing again and what are you doing here with my family why are you now a family and all the things but when I was in Reading um, I started to forgive her and I said, okay, even I don't know if I see her again because at this time she was 97, I will send her a postcard for Christmas. I never did this. So I sent it her and um, last year, again, she said this stupid thing that I'm not from her family. And then it was the time last year in November, she was so sick. So they called the ambulance and um, I asked, I draw, I draw my mom to her mom, my grandma, and I said, do you need any help? And she said, no, no, I'm fine. You can, you can go home. And I said, no, I will wait in the car because maybe you will need help. And then I saw the ambulance came and they had my, my mom, my grandma in the thing. Stretcher. Stretcher. Yeah. Where we carry the people. And then I looked, uh, and right before they, they, uh, uh, they put my grandma in the car. I just said to her, goodbye, grandma. And then she she was like lying on this thing. And then she got like this and looked at me and got back. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And in the same night, she died. The interest part, she has other grandkids, but I was the only one who was there at this time and saw her on her la in her last hours. And even at the funeral, I think two weeks later at the funerals, I forgave her again. And I said, I forgive you, grandma. And I looked at the, at, at the how do you say the box where the people are? Casket. Yeah. And I said, I, will, I, will, I forgive you. And feels again, free. Mm-hmm. And so I started to, to make the, her apartment new with my uncle together the last months. And I knew somebody will go in after this. And what suddenly happened, I think last week, my uncle, he asked me, hey, you want to go in this apartment? And I thought, what? You didn't tell them. Nicoletta has been praying for another place to live yeah. because where she was living was at her aunt and uncle's house and they were coming back from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, and German apartments are very small, so they, she wasn't going to be able to stay. Um, and so she was going to need a place to live and didn't know yeah. when I told, when I asked her, I said, what are, what are you going to do? And she goes, I don't know. I'm going to talk to God about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw this and this is real because some people there say, I have to do this. I have to do this. And, and I think, yeah, you have to do, but you also have to trust. God, because he comes even in the last second, he comes. So he's never too late. Let's just let her keep preaching to us yeah. because I think that we need to listen to her. Oh, so I have good. a, I'm having a few convictions right now. Uh-huh. I have to be like, whoa. Okay. So, so this was as much for me as it was for anybody else listening right now. Um, so you, so this apartment, it was, did I follow this correctly? It was your, it was your grandmother's or it's your aunt's? What? Okay. It was her grandmother's. And so now you, wow. Wow. Grandmother's apartment. Wow. And, and I just say to my mom, I think two days ago, I said to my mom, I'm so thankful I forgave grandma. And I said to her, goodbye, grandma, at your last day. And I said, because mm. if not, I couldn't move in. I mean, mm. I, I couldn't. Yeah. So, wow. so my grandma, yeah, left and I have, her apartment now so <laughs> i will move in two weeks yeah <laughs> it's amazing it together right now i'm just and this, like this apartment is just beautiful yeah it's big i mean the power of forgiveness so yes, if you guys are it. listening like if there's one takeaway would be to let stuff go and to be able to forgive because as nicoletta said there is freedom in forgiveness. I'm over here like <laughs> Stacy and I are a disaster. Yeah. Um you've gone through so much and I'm just in awe of how much you love Jesus and how like you continue to go back to how he is your hope and he is your joy and being able to talk about the things that you've gone through and to not be holding on to that. Um the to see the things that you have endured and to look at like, even just without going too big, but like the life that Stacy had growing up, the life that I had growing up. And like, by the grace of God, we had parents that loved us mm. and pointed us to Jesus at a young age. But 
you didn't have that. You didn't experience that. But to see where you are now as a 33-year-old woman, right? 33? I can do math. <laughs> to, you're 33 and to, to just be putting Jesus at the forefront and to be telling people to forgive, I am just, I'm so in awe and I'm so grateful to know you and you've become a very dear friend of mine. My children know who you are. My husband knows who you are because I talk about you. And I am, I'm just grateful that you were willing to share the things that you went through, because I really do believe that you are going to be an inspiration to so many to find hope, to be able to be restored and to be able to experience the freedom of Jesus. So thank you for all of that. And I, would just like to say that you are our family. And so I want you to know, I know you're like so far away, but we are blessed to have you in the joy family and our community. And I can't wait for people to hear your story. Um, mm -hmm. I have some things to reflect on myself right now mm -hmm. because wow. Um, so yes, thank you so much for being so real, so raw, so honest. Um, and we do, we appreciate your time and your willingness to. I, I thought when I, when I share my story, so I was always afraid and I thought, well, can I, can I do this or what will people think? Well, I'm not thinking any lo longer. What will pe people think about me? Because I don't care. Awesome. Now I just want that I, it's not my point to be like uh, famous or something like this, right. but uh, to, to really uh, bring a, a hope. And I really want to say to people, don't give up no, ma no matter what it is and how hard it is, but don't give up because mm -hmm. there's something for you. And if you struggle really hard, then there's something very powerful for you. So, yeah. Can I ask you what drew you to the joy revival in the first place? Like, what was it that like, cause you've been a, you were like all head in head first in from the very beginning. <laughs> it was my Russian accent. Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> that, that was for sure. I can really tell you. <laughs> I'm, I can really tell you statement. <laughs> so, uh, like Megan said, I met her last year um, on Instagram and I thought she, she posted something and I thought, wow, that's so powerful. And so I followed her, I talked with her and, and then I don't know, through a, another video, I, I saw you, Stacy, and I thought, wow, this woman are crazy, but I love crazy people. <laughs> um, but I'm a happy person, you see? So, um, yeah, and it, every time when I watched you, I thought, wow, you're just like a joy ball, joy jumping balls, or <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, and this, uh, you, you're so natural, and uh, I like when people say, okay, I did a mistake, I have to say sorry, or hey, we just talked some, I really wanted to say bullshit, uh, we just talked some <laughs> That's crazy... your last name. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, cut. So, cut. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think 
I'm, I'm not lying. I really think you were the last month, the last year, I think one of the only people who really brought joy to my life. And I thought, wow, I love it. And I'm so thankful that you do all the things and um, that you, you, I know you have kids, I know you have family, you have other things to do, but you spend your time. And I think you even touch more people than you realize. And yeah, I'm so thankful. Mm. Well, we are equally as thankful for you. So mm-hmm. I think we just want to briefly remind you that the virtual conference is taking place in officially less than four weeks. I'm trying not Blech. to pee my pants. <laughs> um, I am throwing up. <laughs> so we were very excited. Um, we are continuing to move forward and sharing with people about the event that will be taking place and our eight wonderful speakers that are joining with us. Um, so you can snag a ticket. They are only $26. Invite a friend. If you want to host a watch party, we have uh, clusters of 10 tickets, 20 tickets, and so on. Um, but it might be a great way for you to uh, serve your community by inviting people over to your home. Um, you know, the, the timing is different. It's technically Friday evening and then Saturday morning and afternoon. Um, So if you can't host it both days, maybe there's a time slot that you could choose to have everyone come over and offer coffee or whatever you want. Um, But the whole point of the Joy Revival is really to encourage community. So we would love for you to be able to do something like this. Um, Share with your church, um, share with your family and your friends. So we were very excited about it. this officially means that I will be seeing Stacy, my best friend, in less than a month, which I'm so excited because I haven't seen her in a year <laughs> in real life. Um, so, because we're going to be meeting together with a handful of our speakers um, and we'll be broadcasting from the lovely state of Tennessee. And so we're excited about this. And if you are interested in learning more, uh, you can join our community. So you can go currently to www.thejoyrevival.com and you can become a community member there. Uh, it is only $10 a month and you are given a lot of stuff. Not to mention very, very, very soon we will have an app and the app is going to have everything that you could ever want and hope for in an app. The community there that we have started developing Um, through the website and through our Instagram page and our Zoom calls and all of that is going to be magnified. And it will be, um, I think so many more people will be given an opportunity to be a part of this community and to find the things that really speak to them. Um, And really, while we talk about the Joy Revival as a movement, this is God's movement. Within that, we all know that like we have, we come from different walks of life and we have different passions and different things that speak to us. And so within the Joy Revival community, we will have smaller sub-communities that you will be able to join and be a part of and hopefully connect with and make friends. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just the beginning. We will be doing in-person events. Um, there's a whole lot more. The Holy Spirit is just really rocking and rolling within the Joy Revival. and we just feel extremely humbled to be a part of it. So um, on that note, I think we covered it all. You're welcome for the hour. (laughs) Sorry, it was a long one, but it was very important. We just want you to remember that through the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires, 
you can still choose joy. Yes, yes we can. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh. <laughs>